This is the Jesus Habit Podcast, where we're using scripture and science to make your new nature in Christ second nature. Episode 35 for Friday, October 18th, 2019. Big idea, we are the people of a better hope. Our weekly identity statement, my hope is anchored, firm and secure to Jesus and the work he completed on my behalf. And our memory verse, therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are. Yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Hebrews 4, 14 through 16. Our reading for today is amazing. Hebrews 9, 11 and 12. But when Christ came as high priest of the good things that are now already here, he went through the greater and more perfect tabernacle that is not made with human hands, that is to say, is not a part of this creation. He did not enter by means of the blood of goats and calves, but he entered the most holy place once for all by his own blood, thus obtaining eternal redemption. However, we have to know why that but is there. Verses 9 and 10. This is an illustration for the present time, indicating that the gifts and sacrifices being offered were not able to clear the consciences of the worshiper. They are only a matter of food and drink and various ceremonial washings, external regulations applying until the time of the new order. Christ came as high priest of good things that are now a present reality for us. We aren't waiting in expectation for them to appear. They have already happened. This is real life for us. And when he did what he did, he went through the greater and more perfect tabernacle that was not made with human hands. The tabernacle the author described at the beginning of chapter 9 is the replica that Moses made. It was made with human hands, and while it served its purpose, it was only an illustration, a parable of the real one. Jesus didn't go through the one made with human hands to get to God's presence. His blood wasn't sprinkled on the altar in the most holy place. His life was offered once for all. Not only is Jesus greater, he offered his life once for all. His blood was sprinkled on a greater altar in a greater tabernacle. And this thing that he did, he didn't do with the blood of animals. He did it with his own blood. It was God's blood that was shed on the altar in the most holy place. And because it was the blood of the eternal God that was offered on that altar, his sacrifice has provided for us eternal redemption. Sure, the blood of goats and calves provided a substitute for having to sacrifice the people to account for their sins. But it wasn't enough. It didn't satisfy the requirement. God's eye-for-an-eye justice system required that the blood match the crime. But because God is as much grace as he is truth and justice, instead of demanding our life to pay for our life, how would that work? He offered freely the life of his son, the life of God himself as a substitute for our blood. We had earned with our rebellion against God the right to pay for our sin with our life. But Jesus laid down his life in our place. 
Greater love has no man than this, than that he lays down his life for his friends. Wow. That is incredible. And if that was all Jesus' sacrifice did, that would be enough. But it does more than that. As we're going to see more of next week, Jesus' blood actually deals with our guilty conscience. Those sacrifices of the Old Covenant were not able to clear the conscience of the worshiper. They were merely external. But the sacrifice of Christ doesn't merely make us clean externally. It makes us clean internally. It doesn't just wash us with water. It purifies our hearts with the fire of the presence of the Holy Spirit. God comes into our hearts in the Spirit of Christ, and just like the presence of God dwelled on the believers looking like flames of fire, the presence of God is a fire in our hearts, and it purifies our hearts of anything that could cause us guilt. Of course, we keep trying to bring sinful idols back into our hearts, and we cling to them because we love them. But God won't allow them to remain. He can't. Because he is God, because he is holy, set apart, completely other than us, he can't be in the presence of rebellion and the fruit of rebellion, our sinful choices and behaviors we embrace as a result of rebelling against God. It's because what God has for us is so much better. It's because he loves us. It's because he designed us and planned us and created us for himself, for his pleasure and to be his people, that he has to deal with anything in our lives that is not of him. It's because he wants all of us to himself. And he wants us all to himself because he knows what's best for us. He wants us all to himself because no one else and no thing else could ever love us like he does. If we could only stop resisting his embrace, stop resisting his drawing us into himself, we could experience the life that is truly life, the life he created us to experience. www.thejesushabit.com <laughs>